what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel, everybody. We have less than a week to go before real football happens. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure how excited I am because I have no idea who my quarterback is going to be (laughs) Thursday night when the Eagles play the Falcons, but we're not going to get into that today. We are going to recap... Since the beginning of Fantasy Fuel today, we are going to recap all of our early season predictions and see if we've maybe pivoted on a few. But (laughs) first, (laughs) we do have a lot of news because the last week of preseason is over. There's been some signings. There's been some cuts. There's been some trades. So we're going to try and get to all that. And then we will show you if we've been, you know, on the right side of our early season predictions. Now, all of you know... Aaron Rodgers just got paid, and yep. today Aaron Donald just got paid. <laughs> yeah, and not too long ago, Odell Beckham just got paid. <laughs> so our superstars—they're rolling in the dough. Now Aaron Rodgers' contract was definitely interesting because it wasn't, you know, just a normal-looking contract. Yes, he's getting paid a lot more. But he had a fifty-seven and a half million dollar signing bonus. He could just say, "You know what? I'm done," <laughs> and he could just go and live the life forever. Now, yeah. Wisconsin might try and find him and make him come back <laughs> somehow, some way, because I don't <laughs> think you want to upstate the upset the entire state of Wisconsin. But uh, uh, if that happened, they'd just get Brett Favre to come back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they've always <laughs> got a backup plan. <laughs> now, what I wanted to say about that signing bonus was, you know, that sounds enormous, and it is obviously the largest in NFL history. But to put it in salary cap perspective, when Peyton Manning got $34.5 million to sign in 2004, the cap was barely $80 million. An equivalent yep. signing bonus today would top $75 million. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other thing about that, you know, one year ago, just one short year ago, Matt Stafford was the highest paid player in the NFL. And now he is the third highest paid quarterback in his own division. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about Matt Ryan rolling in the dough, and then all of a sudden everybody else is now rolling in the dough. Yes, they sure are. Another quarterback, uh, well, multiple quarterback uh, stories here, since the Jets are now apparently trading Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints, which Mm -hmm. still confuses me as to how that's going to work out. I don't know if Teddy's going to... Just, you know, take a lesser contract to stick around until Breeze retires or what? Yeah, maybe, maybe they're just, the Saints are thinking, hey, if, if we're doing good and then something happens to do Breeze, we don't want to stop being good. So maybe we'll get somebody we know can be good. Whether or not that actually works out, I don't know. I don't, not, not, I don't that might not even be their plan. So I don't know. That's very true. And 
the Saints did take a chance on Drew Brees when he had injury problems yeah, coming yeah. from the Chargers. So, similar situation. Maybe they thought, hey, lightning could strike twice. <laughs> Maybe. Now, the Jets getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater has apparently opened the door to have the youngest quarterback to start a season opener since the 1970 merger at 21 years and 97 days old, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Yeah. I know you didn't want this to happen, but it is it's happening. It's happening, and I'm going to have to be okay with it. <laughs> See what happens with it. I, I just, I, I don't know. We're going to have to find out. So, speaking of making it and not making it, happening and not happening, the Eagles had two quarterbacks play last night, Joe Callahan and the timeless Christian Hackenberg. And I just want to give you the rundown of Christian Hackenberg's day. He was 7 of 16 for a total of 69 yards, two interceptions, two sacks, and a lost fumble. <laughs> <laughs> now, neither quarterback was amazing, but they both were waived because we only have room for three quarterbacks yeah. with Wentz, Foles, and Nate Sudfeld, who has looked better than Joe Callahan and Christian Hackenberg probably could ever think. <laughs> this is, The question here is, is Christian Hackenberg ever going to step on an NFL field again? I hope not because this guy has... He's terrible. He hasn't. I mean, I knew he was bad, but his both interceptions were just insanely bad throws. <laughs> he hasn't proved anything to be what's the word I'm looking for to to say that he can be capable of being an NFL quarterback on any level, backup, third string. It's just not it's not worth having on your roster. Yep. And what I saw last night was maybe a confused Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> I think he was trying to throw to the Jets. <laughs> maybe he just forgot which green jersey he was actually wearing last night. I was, I'm supposed to throw the Jets players, right? No, no, I, no. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, ooh, oh, sorry. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, we'll move on. I want to talk about some rookie running backs, uh, two in particular. The first one... Royce Freeman, who everybody is just enamored with mm -hmm. uh, in our latest amateur podcast league draft, he went in the late third round, which yep. was about the highest I've seen him go. Yep. And shortly after that, Devontae Booker was named the starting running back for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so temper expectations, I guess. Yeah, I Listen, Freeman could be something special. We still have time to figure that out. But at this moment, I would just, yeah, just temper your expectations. You just kind of be even keel on this guy. Don't go crazy about him. I know a lot of people are still going crazy on him, but that, that's that's your call. That's fine. But for me, I'm not going to. Nope, I'm not touching him. You, we've told you multiple times on our podcast that we don't like rookie running backs until they can show us something yep. and one guy who showed us something and that was basically negative <laughs> was ronald jones yeah oh no. my goodness oh. let me give you the rundown of his most recent performance he had 10 carries with a long of five yards and a total of four yards <laughs> 
He ended the preseason with 28 carries for 22 yards. Oh, my goodness. That is just that's just not good. I mean, to say that you're picking up Ronald Jones and say, oh, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. You know, I think he's going to be the starter. I mean, well, he's not going to be the starter. There's no chance that's going to happen until he shows something, and he has not shown anything positive at all. So, I yeah, I wouldn't even touch him right now. If he does something, I would almost be tempted, if I had him for some reason, to trade him right away <laughs> because I, I just don't trust it right now. No, I don't trust him at all. And to contrast that to other people who are playing behind a terrible offensive line, mm-hmm. just like he was, a guy from Wisconsin, Dare Agumbawale, had five carries for 29 yards last night. <laughs> That's a lot better. So it can't <laughs> just be the offensive line. Yeah. There's something going on. And we're going to find out once the season starts. Maybe Peyton Barber is going to be in it for the long haul this season, and there's no chance of anybody taking it from him. Yeah. Um, Peyton Barber I'm completely fine with. I don't have any problem there. But with jo- Ronald Jones, I will say this. If if you're looking to buy low, this might be the time to buy low because if he's got anything, buy low. Don't overspend on somebody you have no idea about. But if he's got a chance, this would be the time to try and get him. That is the absolute best time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I I am not going to advocate one way or the other right now. Yeah, I would say sell as high as you can, but it's probably not the best time to sell right now. But I just, if you have them, just hold on to them probably because I don't think anybody really wants them right now. If you're in a league with a taxi squad, put them there forget that you have him right yes. now. Yep. Just forget about him even existing and let the Buccaneers suck so much that they have no reason not to have him out on the field. Yep. And then, you know, go from there. Uh, you know, a dynasty league, he's at least worth a stash. Give him a year and we'll we'll rehash this again next offseason. <laughs> All right. That about does it for the news, although I will be reloading throughout our recording here to see if any breaking cuts or anything like that happens and we do have some others that we will talk about because some of them have to do with our past esps (laughs) yes so that will be an interesting when we get there okay we're gonna get right into it now this for all you people out there listening that still have some drafts this weekend because i know there's a lot that wait until around the labor day weekend now to do your drafts this could be a good chance to catch up. Maybe if you forgot about some of our ESPs, yeah. we're going to recap them all for you, and we're going to tell you if we're thinking even highly, more highly of these guys or, well, okay, maybe what we saw in May or June didn't stick around, and yeah. we're going to pivot and say, okay, well, I think maybe I was a little a little hasty. <laughs> And maybe don't go, you know, too far over the edge on this guy. Well, there were definitely some that I forgot about. <laughs> so it's okay if, if our listeners have forgot about it because when I looked at this list that you put together for me, I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. There's a couple. We'll get to them. Uh, so we're going to start it off our first episode. We did an ESP and for some reason I didn't do mine 
that episode, and I don't remember who I would have had, but the only one we did that one, uh, because it was all rookies, yep. Tom talked about Saquon Barkley. So I'll let you rehash your Saquon Barkley. Yeah, if I'm remembering right, I said that he was going to be you know, pretty much a stud or someone type player, and yeah, I, I, I agree with that still. I'm not 100% on board with that, but you know, I think he's got every opportunity to continue that. I don't have any problem with Barkley at this point. I just I'm not as high in, on him as a lot of other people are. So yeah, that was a fine ESP. I don't have any problems with that one. Now our next episode, those two ESPs I think are our best ones out of the <laughs> entire run that we have had so far yeah. because they have held up better than any of the other ones. So. Maybe we need to do more early ESP, like early, early, like you know, <laughs> March, April, May, when yeah. we're doing this again next year. So there, our next ones were Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and Jarvis Landry, and they have been headlining this offseason yes. in both each their own way. And this was not just, you know, like you said, this was months ago that we were high on these people. And... It's not gonna. It's not gonna stop for me. Christian McCaffrey is amazing. Oh, no. I I I love Christian McCaffrey. You all should know that by now. I am getting so much, so much flack for liking him as much as I do, and I think most of that is because I don't like Ezekiel Elliott as much as other people do. And I, <laughs> I was comparing him, and not just my time of the month, but on Facebook as well, and, and message boards and stuff like that. And so people really. They, they practically hate me for liking Christian McCaffrey more than him, but listen, Christian McCaffrey. Every single every single day that there's news about him, it's positive. Like I said before, neg- never negative. He is on track for me to what's my mine was. He was going to be a top five running back, and I still believe that one hundred percent that he will be a top five running back in PPR this year. Yes, you you have convinced me multiple times. We have taken him in multiple drafts that we can uh, get that opportunity. Yep. Uh, my last draft that I got into was a keeper league that I took over for somebody else, and I was able to keep Christian McCaffrey. So I, I'm all in just like you are, and I don't know about you, but I am still all in on Jarvis Landry. <laughs> yes, I am I too. I said... After all the hype, I said he was going to lead the league in receptions Mm -hmm. again, and I still have no reason to believe that he won't because I think Tyrod or Baker Mayfield, whoever is out there, I hope it's Tyrod, but I think whoever is out there is going to be leaning on Jarvis Landry because we don't know about Josh Gordon. That's such a weird situation. (laughs) So Jarvis Landry all year, every game, this guy is going to – Lead the league in targets and receptions. It's it's going to be an insane year. So if you're in a PPR league, don't forget Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I completely agree with you on Jarvis Landry. I don't know if he's going to lead the league in receptions, but I think he'll be really really close if he doesn't. And and I think if it's if it's Mayfield, it might change a little bit. But if it's uh, Tarad, you got to remember to say Tarad. You said Tyrod. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. My bad. <laughs> Mr. Taylor, Mr. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, gotcha. there it is. Um, yeah, I think that I think with Tyrod Taylor that it will be a a better opportunity for him to catch as many catches, catches, receptions. <laughs> um, 
uh, as as you might be predicting. With Mayfield, it might get a little worse just because he hasn't had as much experience. But I am completely on board with Landry. So I'm yeah, them two picks I think were our best ESPs, and they were basically our not our first episode, but it was our first real non-rookie episode. And I'm 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 shocked that we got almost <laughs> so accurate with these first two. Yeah, I think we nailed it, and that was very, very early on, like you said. So yeah. we'll we'll be playing those throughout the year if our early season predictions keep coming true. <laughs> yeah, uh, our next set uh, came from our NFC South episode, mm-hmm. so we we had a smaller pool of players to pick from for our ESPs, and we both picked Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind us who yours was. Um. <laughs> It was Austin Hooper, and I still believe that he's going to be better than he was last year. I'm looking back at what I said for the ESP. I said he'd have three or six touchdowns um, or more, and that he might be a top top uh, ten tight end. That was what my ESP was on him. I don't disagree that that might happen this year, but I haven't seen enough out of him yet, even in preseason or even just in general and practices and stuff. So. I want to keep that ESP and just let it hang there. Um, I am not 100% sure that's going to happen, though. <laughs> so I'm backing off a smidge on that prediction. I'm having troubles because we both picked Falcons, mm-hmm. and the Falcons were basically the worst offensive team of this preseason. Yeah. They scored, I believe, a total of like 27 points in four games mm-hmm. this preseason, which is right around the least since they even started keeping track of any stats or points mm-hmm. in like 1983. So, that being said, the Falcons have nowhere to go but up from the yeah, preseason. That's very true. And they'll have their first team out there, and I still do believe that Tevin Coleman, who was my ESP, will have a chance at double-digit touchdowns only because I don't think they're going to run Devontae Freeman into the ground. Yeah. They don't want to. They paid him. They want him to be around for a while. And with their ineptness at throwing touchdowns to tall receivers when they're in the red zone, maybe give it to the short guy all the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we can, uh, Yeah, we, can, we could go with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I believe that he can get double digit touchdowns as well. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but um, yeah, the Falcons are are a very interesting team right now. I, I'm not really sure what to think about them. I think their offense should be fine, but like you said, the preseason was just so. Ugh. It was <laughs> so yeah. yeah. We'll see. I don't know. That's a that's they're very very wonder. A team of wonder right now that I'm I'm waiting to see within the first couple of weeks of the regular season to see what they got. They were so inept. The Eagles were not very good. Yeah, and that's our first game of the season <laughs> this coming Thursday night. So it's going to be I don't know a five what, to zero game. What, oh please no, <laughs> please no. I do not want to start the season off on that kind of a note. <laughs> so. Moving along, our next time we did an ESP was our IDP episode. So we had a couple of defensive players, and you started with uh, somebody that has made splashes outside of football in the last year because he made a lot of money for Hurricane (laughs) Relief in Texas. 
And of course, we're talking about J.J. Watt. Why don't you tell us what you think J.J. Watt is going to do this year? Well, as far as J.J. Watt as a person, my opinions will probably never change unless he does something ridiculously stupid, which I don't see happening. I think yep. the guy is an amazing person, and I, I, I don't have much else to say about that. He's just he's awesome. Um, as far as my prediction goes, I said that he was going to play all the games, which I think could still happen. Um, I said he was going to get 20 sacks. That one was a little. I'm looking back at this like, what was I thinking? But hey, he's done it before. He has done so it before. It's not like he can't do it again. But yeah, it's a little. We'll see. I'm giving him a little bit too much credit. I think on that one, I'm. I'll give him ten to fifteen sacks. That's that's where I'm going to be at. If he does that, I'll be very pleased. And I also said that he could be in the conversation to be the MVP. Which you know, if he gets twenty sacks. 100% he could be in that conversation. So I'm backing off the 20 sacks and saying somewhere between 10 and 15. I still 100% believe in J.J. Watt. I just don't know if he'll be that J.J. Watt of the past. But if I I, I got to stick with it to a certain extent because he's done it before, I'm ready. I'm ready to see it happen. All right. I think if he only gets between 10 and 15 sacks – because if he's getting that many sacks already, mm-hmm. I see no problem with him getting 20. So if he's only getting between 10 and 15, that probably means he's only played 10 games. Uh, so, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, if J.J. <laughs> Watt is back and able to get sacks, I think he's going to rip through all anybody that he's playing this year. That's a good point. If he's getting sacks, then maybe he gets 20. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll roll with it. Hey, you know what? I think that uh, <laughs> that was a great ESP that I had. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, moving along to my IDP ESP is a very modest one. Mm-hmm. I talked about Avery Williamson, who was acquired by the Jets. Yep. And, of course, we didn't see much from the ones this year, nah. or this preseason. So there's not a whole lot that I can say that could make me change my mind. Uh, it's a wait-and-see game with that defense. If Sam Darnold is an efficient quarterback for them, the defense will have to be good <laughs> I'm crossing in order my for fingers. them to compete. So, <laughs> I mean, I think either way, he will be a decent IDP player. He may not be, you know, a, a linebacker one, but I think given his value where he goes in drafts and salary cap type leagues, I think he's a very worthwhile pick still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like Williamson as well. Um, like we said, we haven't really seen much out of him. The preseason, but when when we picked him up, when we got him, I thought this, you know, this is going to help our defense a lot. He's a really quality guy, and yeah, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you believe that that ESP is 100 <laughs> percent true. It wasn't exactly a super, uh, what's the word, descriptive ESP, but I, I believe right. that he's going to be a really good player for the Jets. So I'll leave it at that. So before we get to our next ones, <laughs> I, I have to bring in the breaking news for Buffalo Bills quarterback (laughs) watch 2018 because we had only one quarterback play last night in their preseason game Mm -hmm. and that was AJ McCarron Mm -hmm. he was 13 of 34 (laughs) for 156 yards three touchdowns one of which was a game winner (laughs) and two interceptions yeah so, I mean, the stats did not look that great. 
Although it would have been an okay day fantasy wise, like if you had to use him, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I might have to. We'll <laughs> hopefully only for one week. That tells me that AJ McCarron is not the guy that they're looking at. But they asked Coach after the game, and they he said he's still in the conversation to be Week One starter. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to Tom's ESP. <laughs> this next one was about uh, one of those guys that A.J. McCarron might be throwing to mm-hmm. or not throwing to, Zay Jones. Yeah, I said that he was going to have 1,000 yards receiving this year. That was overstepping, to say the <laughs> least. Listen, I still believe that Zay Jones is a very talented receiver. And regardless of all the off-field situations that he had in the uh, before the preseason even began, uh, I think he I think he can be a very good receiver. I just don't think he can be a very good receiver on the Buffalo Bills. I right. think if he goes somewhere else and and can prove that he can be a number one receiver or even a number two, he can have that shot to get that one thousand yards. But I haven't seen enough of the Buffalo Bills to give him even remotely close, remotely close to 1,000 yards receiving this year. So I have to completely back off and just hope that he does something this year that I can say, you know what, I, I, I still believe in Zay Jones. Because at this point, it, it's he's not he's not going to get close. I think there is one scenario that get get him close to that 1,000 yards receiving. Okay. And that is if Josh Allen starts. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And yep. and he gets about 20 catches for an average of 50 yards apiece. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's the only way it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to you know, put that one on the back burner. <laughs> we, we knew when you said Zay Jones that it was stretching a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I knew that from the start, but I still like him. I still hope for the best for him because I've. He's got so much talent, like I said. Yes, he does. Uh, my ESP from that episode was about O.J. Howard. Okay. And what I said about him, I still definitely believe in because that offense does not look good. Yep. Like we've said, Ronald Jones has been terrible. Peyton Barber's the starter. We have uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in for the first three weeks. And we've just been uh, – I just read that – Jameis Winston isn't guaranteed to start week four. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure how to interpret that. But my O.J. Howard ESP was that he would be great in best ball leagues. Yeah, uh, That means week one, I said he would have three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. I was getting very specific with him. And then I said week two, he would have zero catches. <laughs> and I believe that's about the way it's going to go for him all year long. All right. But I, I don't know anything else to say about O.J. Howard because that offense is looking anemic. And <laughs> if they can't get Peyton Barber going yep. and Mike Evans doesn't do his every other year of, you know, 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a bad year for the Bucks. Yeah. Um I I think I think you're spot on with Howard. I think it's going to be up and down every single week. One week's this, one week is that, and you're going to be like, oh man, if you're owning him in anything but best ball, you're going to be all over the place with him, and you're going to say, I can't, I can't handle this. But if you're in a best ball, yeah, he could do very well for you. So I think you can stick with your ESP on this one. All right. 
Uh, our next pair of ESPs were very interesting ones mm-hmm. because one was positive and one was negative. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the negative one, which came from you. Yeah, I'm still on board with this uh, to a certain extent. He could prove me wrong 100%, but uh, it was Derrick Henry. Um, I believe what I said was he was not going to be as good as what everybody thinks he's going to be. Last year, I think he was top uh, 40, was it? Yes, and I said, top 40. And I said that he was going to improve, but <laughs> only be top 30, which which I still I still 100% believe that that is true. Now, he could prove me wrong, like I said. He could go out there and just run crazy and do amazing, but I don't see that happening. I believe that he will still be what I said, in the top 30, I think uh, Lewis will be really good. And I I have nothing to say that that is going to change for my ESP. So I'm sticking with my ESP right there. Well, you know, in a 16-team league, that's still an RB2. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm not, <laughs> saying I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't have him on my team. I'm just saying I wouldn't have him where people are drafting him right now. And, and he has fallen in the drafts. Since I said this, at the point yes, that he I has a little bit, as I at the point I said this in the ESP, he was going way way higher than he is now. So maybe now he in the spot that he's getting drafted now, it would be okay. Um, but yeah, b- before when I was doing this, he was going a lot higher, and I still believe top thirty is where he's going to be. Yeah, and that is RB two, so you can start him. And I don't have a problem with that. I just wouldn't take him. I would take somebody else. I just I'm not. I'm still not liking him. Nope. I'm not arguing with you one bit. Uh, my positive ESP from that episode was about Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And this was, again, this was a long time ago. I think this was the beginning of June or the end of May, somewhere in that yep. area. And I was about Devontae Adams just tearing it up this year. And since then, I have heard multiple sources. I've read multiple tweets and videos explaining why Devontae Adams is going to be a great wide receiver. And my actual prediction for Devontae Adams was that he will outscore Odell Beckham Jr. and be a top three wide receiver this year. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a prediction. <laughs> I still can't disagree that that is going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, that's a really big prediction. But yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. If he wasn't going in the second round, man, it almost feels like he should be a first rounder to me. But there's a lot of other receivers. Like even people, are, I I couldn't pick him over OBJ if I had the opportunity. That's where I stand on that. But yeah, I no, I, I would definitely not pick Adams over Odell Beckham. Right. But at the where Odell Beckham is going in drafts, which I've seen more and more of these drafts out there where the entire first round is almost running backs now. So yeah, if you're is. not taking a running back in the first round, then you're going to be behind the eight ball. And, you know, Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown are going towards the end, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 in there, and yeah. you're only getting one to two wide receivers in the first round. Well, you're out of running backs. Now you're looking, you know, Hopkins – and Michael Thomas yeah. and Keenan Allen. Like, do you believe in them more than Devontae Adams this year? And I think depending on the league format, in I think a standard league, I would definitely want Devontae Adams over guys like 
Keenan Allen. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree on that. Standard league, I believe that Adams will get more yards and more more touchdown opportunities than what Keenan Allen might. Keenan Allen's definitely more possession receiver, and and he don't don't get me wrong, he makes some spectacular plays, and so does Odell Beckham Jr. And I think OBJ is going to have plenty of touchdowns and yards as well. But yeah, I could see that panning out the way you're saying it. I I completely believe in Adams. I think he is possibly the only big wide receiver threat right now on that team i still like some of the rookies and cobb is still there too so for now um, for now yeah um so yeah i believe in the packers but i really believe that adams is in it for a really big season so i don't have a problem with your prediction but i just don't know if that's actually going to happen top three is a really really big prediction <laughs> <laughs> that is it was a little bit of a reach but i'm gonna stick with that that's one fine. this year yeah the the other thing about the Packers is it's going to be really interesting. I've been refreshing. I haven't seen anything yet. Maybe they're waiting <laughs> until Saturday where the cut deadline is, but there are a lot of wide receivers under Adams that we don't know if they're going to actually be on the roster. So Yeah, they got some decisions to make. That is for sure. Now we're going to move on to a couple of interesting <laughs> – Oh, man. ESPs well, for very different reasons uh, because the one that you did, we just found out, was released. <laughs> and that was Braxton Miller from the Houston Texans. Yeah. You handed me the list um, of our ESPs <laughs> before the news came out that they released him. But my new, my new what I was going to say about this was exactly the same as what I was going to say even <laughs> with the news that he was released. Because listen, he had he's just he's a nobody right now, and it's unfortunate. I really had a lot, I had a lot of faith in Braxton Miller, and I thought he was going to be really good this year, at least have a chance to be over Fuller this year. But I just don't, I don't see anything from him right now. And yeah, he's now that he's released, I, I, <laughs> it pretty much backs up the fact that he's not going to do anything this year. And that was. That was a really big prediction for me. I did not expect that he would just completely fall off the map. But it's something that they didn't – I'm not shocked about. No, 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 not shocked. Um, I had him stash in a couple of leagues just yeah. hoping. I think he was still on the taxi squad in one of my leagues. So I can make room for another rookie. Uh, maybe his replacement, which I do have in one or two leagues, Kiki QT. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm not sure how well he will do this year, but that is one name to watch going forward. Maybe Braxton Miller will end up on the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe you just did that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's go now to my ESP from that episode, which is a very, <laughs> very low bar for most people. <laughs> And that bar was that he's going to play and stay healthy all year. Now, why would that be an early season prediction? <laughs> Can you tell me, Tom? Uh, because the player you're talking about is somebody who has not been healthy ever. And, <laughs> and that is Kevin White. And I tell you what, yeah. every time you said <laughs> it, I just could not stop smiling. I'm smiling right now. It's just, it is, I love it. <laughs> It just makes me so happy. 
Well, I I'm rooting for him this year. He did look fairly good in preseason, yeah. so hopefully they keep a spot open for him on the rosters because they do have quite a number of wide receivers on the Bears this year that we're uh, we're definitely going to make the team. So <laughs> I remember I'm rooting for him. I saw him catch a touchdown in preseason, and he got excited and he pounded his chest <laughs> immediately. Immediately texted you and said, he better be careful pounding his chest like that. He's going to hurt himself. Yes, he will. Uh, All right. Now, the next uh, ESP that you did actually comes into play. Um, And it's still uh, relevant. And you didn't go against your ESP. Not not totally. We didn't take him where he's going. Right. So explain. Well, Greg Olson was my ESP, and it was a negative one. I said he was going to be a bust. I, I don't know if I said bust so much, but I, I just remember him. I remember saying that he was not going to be what people want him to be. I just thought he was going to kind of regress quite a bit this year, and I could still be right about that. I don't have a problem saying that, but people were people are taking him, you know, fifth and sixth round, and I just I just couldn't I couldn't do that. But we ended up getting him in our what was our podcast league, right? Yes. And yes. we got him late. We got him a lot later, and there was a lot of tight ends that went before him. So when you can draft somebody, even if you're low on this person, and if it's of value, you have to take it. So my, my, my ESP on him was a negative one. I'm still sort of sticking to that. But if he can surprise me and be the Greg Olson of old, I don't have any problem taking him as late as we did in that league. So – I'm still sticking to it for the most part. He can totally prove me wrong. I, these, there's a few people that can prove me wrong, and Greg Olson is one that has proved it in the past. So if he proves me wrong, then I'll I'll back off completely. Well, and it'll be good for us. Of course. In our <laughs> podcast league yeah. because we only have Greg Olson and Dallas Goddard in that one. Now, so see, it's, uh, Dallas Goddard I have almost more faith in and to a certain extent <laughs> it's really weird to me i have more faith in dallas goddard than i do than some of the starters that on some teams um i don't have i don't know if i should say more faith than greg olson because greg olson is starting and i do believe he's going to get quite a few looks because the panthers the panthers just don't have much else besides christian mccaffrey and funchess and i don't believe in funchess that much at all but no yeah uh, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't know how good Olsen's going to be. I believe the Panthers' offense is going to regress, and I think that's part of the reason I think Olsen is going to regress. I also had a regression-type ESP, and that was for Marvin Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think he can keep up the touchdown ratio that he had last year because he has not done it uh, very consistently. So... I think he will regress in touchdowns. Maybe Kenny Galladay puts it up. Maybe the Lions figure out how to run the ball into the end zone. And all of that could lead to a very mediocre year for Marvin Jones yeah. and not being worth where he's being drafted. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. Um, I know you're low on Marvin. I'm not super high on him, but I would probably still take him in a draft if it came down to it and he was – I still think he's going to be okay, but this is just one of them ESPs. You know, you get a feeling about somebody, you got to say it. You got to get it off your chest. That's right. So I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. You could be 100% correct, and I've never been super high on him to begin with, so I don't have any problems with it. Well, I know the next person you've never been super high on either, so why don't you tell us who that is? My next one was 
it was a bust, and that was Amari Cooper. And listen, I'm still I'm still saying he's gonna bust. I I I've never had a good feeling about him. I've never never been on him, especially since last year was not a good year for him at all. But I still don't believe that he's gonna be that good. Now he could do better than what I think, but I don't know. <laughs> I think Jordy Nelson might be better than him. So I just. Amari Cooper is just one of them guys that's always – it's not a st- – st- oh, man, I cannot say this word. <laughs> statistical thing. It's not a statistical thing, but it is more of a feeling type of thing with Amari Cooper. It's just – I just don't feel it with him at all, at all. All right. My other ESP from that episode uh, seems maybe it could be uh, coming true because the Jacksonville Jaguars have lost – Marquise Lee. Yeah. My ESP was that Dante Moncrief would separate himself and at least have a decent season because they don't have a lot of red zone threats there. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it could come true. I'm a little more on the Keelan Cole bandwagon than I was to start the preseason, but they did pay Dante Moncrief. So <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. going to be on the year on the field and I uh, I don't see any reason why he can't at least score some touchdowns. Yeah, I, I like Moncrief. I think he's he's fine. I mean, if you look back at what he did uh, with the Colts, he he was pretty good. <laughs> so I I really think that he can be somebody really good for that team. And yeah, it's just it's a tough one. But yeah, they did lose a receiver, and so now they get somebody that can fill that hole. I think I think he can fill that hole, and I think he will do a really well job. I think you had. I think you had a pretty good ESP on this one. All right. Let's hope so. I do have him in the flag league, so I'm counting on him for some decent production. Uh, Next, we moved on to our NFC North episode Mm -hmm. uh, where we both had a receiver for ESPs. Uh, Your receiver came from the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and I, I still like it. I still like Anthony Miller quite a bit. I don't know if I actually threw any numbers out as far as what I thought he was going to do this year, but I think he's still somebody that um, the Bears are going to look to, maybe not so much this year, but in the, in the future. I think he's somebody that has a lot of talent. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be something for the Chicago Bears, and I would not be shocked at all if he does something this year. And He, he didn't look horrible in the, in the preseason. He didn't look amazing either, but I think that He's got a really good shot because the Bears don't have a whole lot of other wide receivers. I mean, they got Robinson and all that, but I think he's he's something for the Bears probably a little bit this year and give give him some time. He's going to be something. Yep, I think you are 100% correct on that. Everything I've seen from Anthony Miller, he's very, very talented, yeah. and I think once he gets on the same page as Mitchell Trubisky, yep. he will do just fine. Mm-hmm. And my ESP is uh, the counterpart to one earlier. (laughs) Uh, I talked about Marvin Jones regressing, and this time I talked about Golden Tate just eclipsing a couple of marks that he's not been able to get to. And that would be 100 catches and 8 to 10 touchdowns is what I said. He's never quite gotten there. He has gotten like 90-plus catches, but he could never quite – get to that mark so i'm saying he's gonna get to that mark this year and i do still believe it yeah um i don't have a problem with it i i'm not as high on stafford as you are but 
and I think this might be this ESP might be part of you why you're higher on Stafford because you think that yep. Tate's going to get 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns, which you know I'm perfectly fine with. I he's got plenty of talent there, and you know if Marvin Jones isn't going to be any anything good, <laughs> it's got to go somewhere, and it's it. Where else are you going to go? It, that running back situation is just up in the air still. I, I really do like on Johnson. I think he's going to be something for that team. I don't know about this year, like I said with Anthony Miller. But, uh, yeah, for for Golden Tate to get 100 catches, yeah, I'm all for it. I think I think that's a really good ESP, and I think that uh, I think it actually might pan out. I think we're going to be accurate on that one. Okay. Uh, we moved along our 4th of July-ish episode. Hmm. We talked about our favorite teams. And you had an ESP from the Jets, and I had one for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you went with Sam Darnold, (laughs) but you did not think that we would be seeing him this early. No, I didn't, and I still a little bit disagree with it. But, hey, listen, I said he was going to be the quarterback of the future. I'm still sticking to that. The future is now. I am not bad. (laughs) The future is right now, apparently. But... I'm not disagreeing that he's a quarterback of the future. I just hope that this, if he goes out there and just does not perform well this year, I hope that doesn't get into his head and mess up the future. That's what I was scared of. And I just, I feel like he had an opportunity to learn behind somebody and just, just soak in all that knowledge. Listen, he's going to have to learn on the fly now because they got him starting. I'm fine with it to a certain extent because I'm excited to see this guy. (laughs) I really am. And if he comes out there and just is amazing, I will be all for it. I I want to make that clear because I've said I don't want him to start this year. But if he comes out and, and plays really well, I'm all for it. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they started him. But... I'm not backing off that he's going to be the quarterback of the future because I'm just I'm really happy about it. I'm hoping that he can be that guy, and we haven't had one. So roll the dice. You got to get one sooner or later, right? Right. Yes, I would hope so. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold starting now means the Jets have the highest paid assistant coach in the league in Josh McCown. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's weird to me. I wonder. Part of me thinks that Josh McCown is like, yeah. Go ahead and start this guy. He's 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 really good. You know, I, I can see Josh McCown yeah, being that I kind of guy totally to where just say, that. yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just start him. I'll I'll be there. I'm gonna help him out. It's gonna be great. I can and and that and it gives me goosebumps to a certain extent when somebody can step down from the platform and be a, a guy like that. I've always liked McCown, even when he was on the Bears and all that. But now I I really like him more that he's been on the Jets. It's just his personality has really shined, and. Yeah, he's he's old, and I wish I wish he was younger because I would I wouldn't mind him as a guy. But I really like I really like um, uh, Darnold as well, so I don't want to overstep that. But yeah, <laughs> you know, if I were thirty nine years old and playing quarterback in the NFL and making ten plus million dollars, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd have a problem stepping down either. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to get a concussion. Nobody's going to break my leg, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here and. I can take credit for the future of the Jets if he does well this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no. I don't know how much credit he'll actually get in real life if Darnold right. goes out there and gets and, and does well, but yeah. All right. My Philadelphia Eagles ESP was about our tight ends, and I think we might see it mm-hmm. week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Ertz and Goddard 
duo there I said was going to be just like the Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez one, just the more wholesome version, (laughs) which totally is going to be the case. Yeah. But I think week one, we are going to see both of them in the middle of it all because obviously Alshon's probably not going to be out there for a couple of weeks. That's a big one. And I think no matter who is playing quarterback, they are going to be focused on the tight ends. And, man, we are going to see it. I want to play Dallas Goddard so bad week one in our podcast league, but I don't know if there's anybody that I can take out to put him in there. That's very true. Um, As far as our league goes, that's very true. Now, one thing I will say, and I I think you're right, I think week one, week two, week three, depending on when uh, Jeffrey comes back, is going to be something really, really to look for for Goddard and for Ertz. Now, my only concern is is when, when Jeffrey is ready to come back on the field and play, man, it, it's not really a concern. I might actually still like both Goddard and Ertz, but I I might say at that point, hey, you need to start looking at Jeffrey because now he might be open a little more. They might be concentrating on these guys because they may have shown something really good in the first few weeks. And when Jeffrey comes back, Jeffrey could be something really special. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and Jeffrey and Wentz had such a connection later yeah. on in the season. Yep. He had so much faith in just throwing up the ball, and you saw it in the Super Bowl too. He would just throw it up there, and Alshon would just go and get it. Mm-hmm. So I I am happy for what we've got. I hope we can get through the first couple of weeks <laughs> unscathed and getting the healthy guys back out on the field, but Man, it's it's going to be nice just to be able to see what actually happens when we get football going. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for football. Don't get me started. All right. Now, the next couple of ESPs, one is not a, a too bold of a prediction, but the one that you made <laughs> actually seems like uh, there's a, a path yeah. that has been opening up for him. So tell us about your defensive ESP. Yeah, it was uh, Sakeem Griffin. Um, I said that he was going to be something really special, and I, I may have said it might not be 100% this year, but, hey, it could be this year. <laughs> with, with KJ Wright, he's going to miss a few games. It, that really does clear the way for Shaquem Griffin. And I, I tell you what, the guy looks amazing. I really like the way he plays. And, I, and listen, it's going to turn so many heads this year. If he, if he goes out there and plays really, really well, man, it's – uh, I would say KJ Wright better start, you know, hey, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. I got to get in there. I, I, I feel fine. I feel fine. Let me in there. Because uh, I'm telling you, I really think that Griffin is going to do something special. Uh, maybe not this year, but he's got that opportunity within this first three weeks. So I'm looking forward to see what he's got. And, man, it's gonna be it's going to be exciting to watch. The only knock that I have with the Shaquem Griffin right now mm-hmm. is that he actually played quite a bit in the fourth preseason yeah. game. And he led the team in tackles. Yeah. but So it's not like he failed the final test and <laughs> no. he's not going to make the team or anything. Yep. But it was a little concerning that he even needed to be out there, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. I don't think he's in any danger of losing a roster spot no. or anything like that. But maybe the Seahawks didn't have quite as much faith in him yet as we seem to have had. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe the coaches were just airheading it. I don't know. And maybe 
Griffin said, no, 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 I have to stay. I have to stay, you know, in this competitive spirit. You can't take me out. We don't really know what happens behind the scenes. No. But I'm not going to speculate. So I'm just going to say, okay, he, he did really well that preseason game, so I don't have a problem with it. All right. My ESP from that week was David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, no surprise, I've had him at number one running back pretty much the entire offseason. I don't think there was a spot that I wasn't uh, – praising him as yeah. the best running back so far. And his prediction for himself was a 1,000 yards rushing and a 1,000 yards receiving, and I just parroted that and said, he's going to do it. Yeah, I really think he's going to do it. And but you know, just, just to piggyback off of this, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be hanging right close around there with him this year. I don't think Whew. he's going to be a 1,000 of each. But I think it's going to be fun to watch both of those guys do their thing this year. Listen, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't disagree with you on David Johnson. I think that's very that's something that very well could happen. When Christian McCaffrey gets 1,000 yards rushing, I will be a little bit on the, <laughs> okay, wow side. I'll be like, man, I, I had him up there, but I didn't have him up there. But, yeah, I think he gets 1,000 yards receptions. I really do. I think that that's what Christian McCaffrey is going to do, and I think that's why he gets he's so valuable. But, yeah, David Johnson, I don't have any problems with that. I would not take McCaffrey over David Johnson. If that's if anybody wants to, to pick some bones with me, I'm not, don't pick bones with me on this one because David Johnson no. is going to be really, really good this year. I would take him in a heartbeat over Christian McCaffrey, although I would still want McCaffrey if I could do that. All right, our last ESP now – seems to have played itself out maybe a little already <laughs> because you you talked about this is in our quarterbacks episode you said a rookie quarterback was going to be in the top 20 you didn't know who <laughs> but i think we might have an idea of who the possibility <laughs> is now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm all for it man i can't i i really hope that he's the one that gets in that top 20 sam donald's going to do it Prediction done. Yep. I, I <laughs> Go stash him on your bench, guys. I <laughs> yeah. really think if, if you got a decent starting quarterback, just go stash him. He could be, you know, that Carson Wentz where everybody, oh, well, you know, it, he's not going to be that great this year because he doesn't have much to work with. Well, you never know. Yeah. I, I think this guy's got what it takes. Of course, there's going to be a game or two at least where he fumbles a couple yeah, of times of or throws a dumb interception. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. But, man, if you can get him and stash him, I think later on he might have some good games this year. Yeah, and I, and I don't think top 20 is much of a stretch. I don't really – I really don't. I think that that's a very good possibility. He just has to beat, like, you know, 10 guys. <laughs> well, 12 guys. But – and I think that's that's something that can happen. And, and it might not even be Sam Darnold. It might some, be another rookie quarterback. I was not specific on this. <laughs> But no, you weren't. I, I tried to get you to be specific, but you weren't taking the bait. <laughs> I wasn't taking the bait because I just didn't know. But I knew that one of them's going to do it. And trust me on this, I'm not backing down on this one. I, I believe a rookie quarterback will be in the top 20. It's not much of a stretch for me to say that. I really do believe that. And the last ESP was from me about Case Keenum. I said he was going to be 
4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, somewhere in there. I don't have it written down in front of me, but I really think he's going to be a great streaming option when after the first few weeks of the season we know who some of those defenses are that lack in the defensive backfield. I think if you're going to stream quarterbacks, I think he's one that you would want to take advantage of. Yeah. Now, if you're streaming, he's fine to stream. I don't know if I'd take him to start him at any point. Unless I'm streaming. That's the only reason I would do it. But it's your ESP, that's fine. I'm not high on Case Keenum. <laughs> that's fine. I would I'd almost rather have Sam Darnold. No, I'm not I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that will do it for our ESP. So we ran down we did we weren't too, we didn't pivot too many times no, on too many of these. So <laughs> I think I think we did our research well enough early on in the season, and I, I do believe we've got a bunch of good ones here that we're going to keep track of all year long. Yep. Um, that will do it for that. I do want to say that we had a, a great number, uh, a great reception for our listener league. We filled that up. Yep. We are going to be drafting on Labor Day. So after we are done with that, our next episode will probably be talking about that draft and the people that are in it uh it'll be this episode or next episode uh all the people that called in i will download those and i will stick them into the program and you'll hear their voices and those will be our listener league players all season long i'm excited to get that going and again one of these players they're going to win a jersey of their choice it's gonna be cool so all you got to do is beat us or at least come in second place. One of those. Or two. third. <laughs> somebody's, yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to win. Don't worry. We're not going to keep the jersey for ourselves. I'm going to make an ESP. This is, okay. This is not, All right. you're not going to like it. Impromptu ESP. Go for it. <laughs> ESP uh, on this listener league. I do not believe that both me and JJ will be number one and number two. I believe in you guys. Ooh. I believe that you guys are going to be at least one of us. And you could beat both of us. I believe in our listeners, JJ. I do. I do. I believe. I think they've got some good info out there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a very competitive league. Because we did. We had an overwhelming amount of people. We uh, changed it from a 12-team to a 14-team league. Because uh, we had enough callers. And that's awesome. Yep. I want to thank you guys for listening. And hopefully it will be a very exciting and fun season <laughs> and no we're not gonna stretch it to 16 <laughs> we're not doing nope it. <laughs> nope not this year <clears throat> if i think if we stretch it anymore we'd probably have to do two leagues one yeah. with you and one with me yeah. and do it that way so maybe, maybe next, next year, year we'll yeah. do something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. so that's the end um we're going to uh, beg and plead and ask politely <laughs> for one of those little five-star ratings on apple Podcasts because you know That'd be awesome if you guys, uh, if you guys want to catch us on Twitter, we're at Fantasy Fuel. We are on Facebook.com/slash/FantasyFuel. Our little discussion board, Fantasy Ball through Fantasy Fuel. Email FantasyFuelPodcast at gmail.com. And that number, all you guys in the Listener League, you want to keep calling in. You want to talk some trash. That would be fun too. So yep. keep calling in. That number is 608-492-3443. That'll wrap it up for this week. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season. <laughs>